Our guest for today's episode is Arnab Mukherjee. He has graduated from Christ University Bangalore in IT engineering. He is working as a product designer and design systems manager. He has also previously worked at a SaaS company called Kubol and is the founder of the Colors app. I am Mayank Khandelwal and you are listening to whiteboard.fm. So hey Arnav, what's up? How's it going? All good, all good. You tell me. Good, good. How are you? So, good man. So, uh, how did you get into design? So, uh, it's a long story. Uh, I started out with design when I was in school itself. Like, uh, there was this thing in 2011-2012 when I was, I think, probably giving my board exams or something. At that part of time, um, in class 10th, there was this thing called blog posts, right? Uh, where, you know, Google allows you to create your own blogs and stuff. At that part of time, I got to know about Kiha. There's something called as blogging. So since then, in 11th and 12th, I started, there was this one of a friend who, who was like little techie and stuff. And he told me like, okay, you can start off bloggers and all those things. And, uh, and at that point of time, you basically, once you get into something like this, you get into all this community of blogging and all those things. And that part of time, you actually, uh, you know, explore a lot in those days, uh, keeping your studies aside. That was also one thing that got affected. But yeah, so at that point of time itself, I got to know about design in general, but design for logo design and all those things. Like these bloggers needed... Uh, logos and stuff they always wanted to be professional to look professional all those things for that they were actually investing uh, you know money on logos and you know banners and all those things I was like this is something that works out for me right and that point of time also I was not using like Adobe software or anything there was this one software called Inkscape which was a vector based tool and it was open source so I was like let me just give it a try so from then uh, when the 11th was, you know, like my 11th was getting over, by then I was actually started, uh, you know, working for clients and all those things. Uh, since then, I was like, I just want to be somewhere. Like, I was not sure about doing engineering or anything, but I was sure key. I have to be in some place where, you know, I just start working and it has to be designed. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. no, there's no limit about what kind of design or anything. It's just design. And for me, at that point, design was like, yeah, there's something that I'm beautifying and stuff and all those things. So, yeah, I think that's that's when I started designing in general. That's great, man. How did that, uh, from wanting to get into design to what, uh, starting off your first project or like creating your first project? How was that like? What was the experience in creating your first project? Okay, so I remember, like, are you talking about the, the first time when I heard about it and then... First time you made it? your own project, either a case study or created your own design project. Oh, okay, sure. So, I, so uh, by then, I was, like, when there were, like, a couple of these logo projects that I was doing, uh, you know, like, it was more around, like, first it was, like, okay, you give me... You know, like I was just understanding or talking to the clients. I was doing it for free and all these things. I was like, just give me those stuff and let me just make my name. Because that's how I was turning this into a business. I was not also looking at a process. Yeah, I'm 
designing something or anything to be very honest but i was looking at ki yaar this is something that is making me money which is at least uh you know like i don't have to ask it from my parents or anything i'm just right. making money out of i might be making some random stuff but there was no process as such but then once that hit me that okay i am just doing some stuff and then you know uh, you know colliding two shapes and all those things it was actually making sense but i was like when you know you, these uh, the future like youtube channels and all those things when you like you know so get into those things uh basically tend to see ki okay there is this whole process of understanding the client has gone over there and then this is how they come up with all of these things i was like okay this is something which is missing right and then then after that uh there was one of my client uh who had this top notch you know blog he was running at that point of time and he needed a mascot of his own so i was like no he needed a logo but i told him okay this is now the, from here i started suggesting ki what exactly you might can do different from just having a logo i told him ki probably you know what you look a little cool and he was bald and stuff and i was like you know what can you rather take it as ki you know like uh, probably a personal branding for yourself like as a blog you also take it as your personal branding so it's like how do we do how do we go about it i was like let's you know have a mascot of yours like you can just show that this blog is run by this mascot guy i was like okay this looks like a cool story right and at that point of time so this is how you know like i came up with ki ha so he had the school uh, you know like specs and stuff i made an outline of his and you know colored him and all those things i was like and he was like okay this is massively like he you so i used to post a lot of these things on facebook because most of these bloggers uh, were active over there so when he posted those things it was like okay this this is something new totally in the in the, in the blogging world at that part of time okay you know actually you can like put out your face without without even this probably talking or something but it's just a cartoonish face which is also representing your brand so right. yeah so that was like the first process where i was trying to collaborate with him giving the right thing and actually unique at that point of time yeah right so probably this is like one of the stories this which is like still close to me and kind of i tell to everyone who is like talking to me in like how do i get started and stuff nice nice yeah. so what is the first project which you ever worked on when i was in college uh, i did my side project called colors which is still live now i have relaunched it last year but ideally it was launched in 2016 when i was in second or third year i probably would be in second year of my engineering uh, so i think the idea was to do something cool uh, the idea was to do something unique and also you know like the whole perspective of also i wanted to get out of my house to be an entrepreneur so what happened exactly like ki uh, you know like so when this whole thing was also about ki you know we wanted to do something cool and uh, we thought ki let's do a side project to understand how the softwares are developed and all those things yeah because at that point of time we had this entrepreneurial mindset that 
uh, you know, we we should start something as a product or something like that. And we were like, let's let's start small or do some or just build a software. That's it, right? It was basically a web app, but we also wanted to have this thing. Okay, how do we brand and all those things? So we came up with this idea that why uh, why not you know like categorize colors in terms of you know uh, like google design and all those things like how you actually go and categorize around you know like languages and all those things so we thought mm-hmm. uh, let's say there's this topic there's this particular topic let's say you know like i'm not sure so how emotions was there at that point of time we thought ki what kind of target audience can be there and what color they would choose like for kids for you know males and females and all those kind of things right so we sorted out colors according to that and uh, uh that's what it was about uh when we first launched in 2016 so this is what we were trying because at that point of time most of these color palette generators were about you know putting random color to it and they would show you some color something like that right so that's how these color palette generators were there at that point of time we thought let's do something unique and also we wanted to you know work on visuals of our own and uh, a couple of our friends wanted to like you know uh, what do you call it? like uh, who wanted to you know code and all those things so he, like there was this one guy called paul who who is like one of our friends he wanted to like you know start creating a backend or something which also becomes his first project for us it was like this is something that we can explore and we can work on the visuals how the color palette would look like it was very basic but the idea was to do the visuals and you know like there was, again like one of my partners till now rupak is was one of those uh, guy who who jumped into motion design at that part of time and like these graphics like you can just see right now right so these graphics he started working on those things and improving ourselves so we initiated this project to learn but then uh, you know like when we explored a lot about ki how do we market now now once the product was already there now how do we market it so at that point we got to know okay this is something called as product hunt and um, you know like uh we kind of posted it on morning and then uh after that there was this huge response that came there was this so many visitors that were coming in the uh you know like coming to the site and stuff and we were like okay this what did we exactly make right it was just a simple idea and it was just unique in terms of like how we just were categorizing these colors and people were like yeah. okay they actually accepted this can i show the color website as well yeah sure i mean yeah. this one is the 2016 one and this is what it currently looks like now right yeah. so later on we relaunched it in january and uh, uh, the idea is in this in this product the idea was to basically help people who were just looking into the you know a spectrum they just wanted to just go and they like the idea was to not put their brains on choosing the right color palette as in right. uh, there are certain combinations that work out there are certain combinations that doesn't work out right so what we did we went on to the color wheel and understood like how these you know colors are made and they were like we picked up these four categories like analogous 
uh, which is one of the schemes where you know you take the five complementary colors in the same range and then you you know make a a blend of it right so and same goes to triad right where you get these complementary colors with a triangle in the you know like uh, in the in the color wheel and you pick up a color palette out of that yeah now the ranges and the tints can be different but at least there's a method uh, of how do you how do you choose color Right. so we went ahead and you know like we chose uh things like in light uh triad colors where we also explored on dark triad colors the idea was to solve for people who don't want to waste their time and just want a combination of colors which looked good um and uh, you know like i've have uh, gotten feedback from people who are developers and stuff indie makers and all who don't want to like you know uh they might also want to like make their own posters for their products and stuff they don't want to uh, like you know waste their time on choosing the right colors and stuff but they also need the variation so we what we did was using this method we curated a lot of lot of colors and currently i think we have around 500 plus uh color palettes since the beginning right so that's what currently the state of the product right now it's a really well thought product it's really nice bro yeah That's Thanks. really nice. Also, uh, Arnab, uh, you worked at Kubol, right? You interned at Kubol, yeah. and then you worked there full time as well for a yeah. while. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, how was? How did you get into Kubol? Like, can you share your process? Uh, sure. Let me just. All right. So, what? So, before this, before Kubol, I was actually working at a company called Go for You. Uh, that was my fourth year. The the starting of the fourth year till. um the end of the like the start the end of the third year and starting of the fourth year right like once that that semester that odd semester that gets on right so i was working already working over there and the right. idea was at that point of time was that i was doing a lot of visual stuff over there and i wanted to switch and to a place where you know i get mentored as in i was the only guy who was doing those stuff and how you know like these companies uh actually look at you and say ki okay the at least the work is getting done but for me i wanted a mentor to you know lead me and like i nice. just wanted to learn since like whatever is possible i was just wanted to learn right so uh the process was that there's actually this is like a, a different story altogether this there's no process as such but there's this whole thing that happened and why i was you know got selected in keyboard so um so since i was looking for a change from the internship that i was doing with bro for you i thought that you know like so i used to post these you know like shorts dribble shorts kind of thing on my instagram so one of my acquaintances actually saw this and he was working at keyboard i i was like and then he you know like you know dm'd me that okay uh, we are looking for a product designer and all those things but that product design role was actually for a full time job but at that point of time i still had around 6 months of my uh, college left and anyway we are not supposed to go there right uh, to join as a uh, full time product designer so uh, we started up on email where the portfolio actually got selected for the full time role i was like great maybe it's it's the destiny <laughs> and then i was like and then uh, you know i i looked at 
the profiles like uh, my lead was Mayank Ankita who who have been into the industry in the last 10 years and something and like they had some really really good uh, profile I was like I needed to be there anyhow like I was behind that job post I was not looking at anything because the the mentorship that I could get over there I can just see it I can feel it from the LinkedIn profile itself right yeah. that's how I was looking at it and uh, so the conversation started and they got to know that I'm, I'm still in college right so I told uh, Mike that man I let me just start out as a visual designer probably with your company uh, as an intern just just you know like push me to at least start off as an intern and then probably we can see if I can get converted into a full-time something like that right it was like okay sounds good uh, you whatever like and I was not prepared with my portfolio or anything. He just said, whatever you have done till now, just put it in a presentation and uh, come up on a Zoom call at that, um, uh, come up on a Zoom call and we'll see if we can go ahead with something like that. So then that happened. I was in the office at 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock at night, it was supposed to, like my interviews was supposed to start over there. And then I ran whatever I did, I just went on to a place and then we started with the interview. The, like Mayank was looking for someone who can do visuals and when you're in a particular B2C company, you have already done a lot of that, right? And for an enterprise company, that is something which is missing and ideally what people say is that enterprise product gets boring and all those things. That's, that's a different thing but uh, even that product itself needed a lot of, you know, like visual acquaintance and, you know, a change since it was there from probably seven, eight years in existence, but there's no change as such. Yeah. I didn't know about this. I figured it out later. Right. So at that point, when he was searching, he just wanted a person who, you know, like get started with some, to bring in some new look and feel and all those things. Uh, so I was like, okay, like it's just a point of, getting into the company and start working with them under them right so like yeah i was like cool so then the interview happened where he where i was presenting him all those stuff like whatever i have done so there's i think i've still put it somewhere here where i was just this is a project for, with bro for you bro for you yeah exactly yeah. and this is exactly what i have shown it to him like you know like because they were looking for the flavor like what kind of this person like what exactly uh, kind of work that this guy does right? right so i just presented him like what was my i don't you explain your project of- as well the project sure, sure. Go for you exactly exactly so so i'm uh, telling story in terms of like he just wanted to see that how exactly he's looking at those things right yeah so i told him like profile was one of those companies we were, which were into hyper local market Right, hyperlocal market, as in, let's say you wanted to book a plumber, so you basically go to the app and you know book according to the timings and stuff like that. So uh, that's what the company does. And the idea over there was to have a major revamp because since there were like a lot of competitors that were coming at that point of time in this zone, so even they were like they started for two years, but there was no major revamp or anything like that, and they they wanted that change to come in in terms of the brand branding as well as the ui uh, so 
those steps, right? At that point of time, we the idea was to basically have a uniqueness in the brand yeah. that optimally served the design culture, uh, which I kind of brought in to say, ki, okay, this is what we need right now. Like, you know, like right. we need some ways to prototype things first and then move on to something like that. Uh, at that point of time, we had Adobe XD where we used to click through and those stuff, right? So, you know, like, uh, we started off with uh, building the wireframe with my CDO, who was also looking at the product at that point of time. And we were, you know, like doing first sketches, like how exactly it should look and what are the changes that we might need over there. So right. we were lay- layouting things, like what are the major stuff over there. And then, uh, you know, like uh, how these home pages are made where you basically have cross-sell, upsell. Do you have the Figma file for these uh, to share? Uh, I don't have it right now because okay. this was done very well and it was actually done in Photoshop. Sure, no problem. Awesome. <laughs> so that's all. So yeah. we were, you know, like uh, in the homepage, like there needs to be cross-sell, upsell in terms of our product, the things that are coming from outside and all those things. We were layouting those stuff where we also didn't want a clutterness in the product, but uh, we were thinking about the, you know, like how we utilize spaces and all this thing, like very basic stuff with the guy, right? Uh, uh, then we moved on to like, this was kind of like the intermediate page. We used to call it as an intermediate page or the decision-making page where, you know, the layout uh, has to itself explain ki why do you, why you should book this, uh, you know, like the category, right? If this was, let's say for the wedding photographer is an example over here where, be sure ki, uh, you know, this, this much of rating that we have got in as an overall rating for our services as a rating product. Uh, all the stuff we, you know, we went on to getting a club testimonials from other people and clubbed it over here. Ki, you know, this is what the people are talking about. Right. And then in general, um, we went ahead to have that uniqueness uh, right. for the brand. Uh, we went on to, you know, do a customized icon set. Uh, which not only solves the problem in the product, but also helps anyone to recognize that okay, if there's this icon set, probably it's about bro for you. And yeah. then uh, this icons were also used for in the, the marketing segment. And basically you create a system around it so that everyone in the company can also use it for their you know purposes and stuff. Right. So... And this is how the mobile versions look like and uh, you know, the different pages that I've laid out. So I was, this is, this is exactly what I've shown to, uh, to get the internship at uh, Qbol at first point, right? So yeah, I can probably share the link after this. Yeah. Also, uh, can you also share uh, the, pro- the projects you worked on at uh, Qbol? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, so majorly, uh, so when I was getting, you know, like hired and stuff. Yeah. We, uh, so at that point of time, when the conversation went ahead and he started explaining like what exactly uh, that we are looking for, right? So right. he was like, we needed a library kind of thing. And back in my head, it was about, like, okay, maybe it's talking about something like bootstrap or, you know, uh, a repeated component library and stuff. We 
didn't discuss it as a design system thing or something like that at that point of time. This is right. a conversation when we were at 2017. Yeah. Right. And when we were getting, when I was getting hired, it was just about talking key. There should be a component library, right. which serves the purpose of uh, a system and a system in the sense that the whole company uses this whole stuff, like uses the same thing and, you know, bring up a process in, uh, you know, the way we build the product. Right. Right. So like the, the major product and ideally, which, uh, which I talked a lot about is the, is the cubal design system that I actually needed, uh, in my tenure of internship, like at, in internship, I was making the base of it. And then after that, once I was into the product design role, uh, I actually used this space and evolved it in a state where uh, the three pillars of the company was using this. The three yeah. pillars were one, the product team, the engineering team, and also was the marketing team, right? So how do we like scale? Probably we would have not like gone to a scale for these three pillars, but at least the product team and the engineering team was there, right? right. It was about the vision that we saw key how does this design system and what does this design system solve, right? So, uh, you know what, so the thing, so with probably I'll show you, okay. So the, these are like a couple of articles there where I've shared like as part one, part two and part three, where right. I've shared exactly what are the steps that we took, right? So in part one, we ideally talk about what is, the thing that was going at yeah. that point of time with the UI, right? And this was a pretty old, uh, like this was like around two years back when I was getting hired at that point of time, the UI looked something like this. Right. And we, and there was this, uh, and there were like so many teams uh, divided and they were actually working on individual products. Now as designers, we wanted to have that consistency around it and uh, all those things. So we thought, to level it up and you know like think of it as a ui stack which where we control uh how does it how does the behavior function how does uh, a, uh, a designer should look at it how does a developer should look at it and create a common language around it right hey. this was this whole idea that i basically talked about in the first part and how did we and and the process where we were you know um, talking about automatic automat automatic the system in terms of for the designers as well as the engineers right yeah so what the idea was to have a design system where uh, where the the designers now could be able to you know pull out the basics of the elements like the the atomic level elements has to be this but on top of it you do like how you can use these components and, you know, make a page layout out of it. Right? right. So this was the whole idea that these people, like our people in the design should, uh, design team should think more on the user experience and rest of it. We, are, we have already automated it. So none of them needs to go to a component and think of key. Okay. Uh, this is how the form should be. This is the pixel size and all those things. This is all automated. And every time anyone is using a form, will be the same right. right so that was the first day but before that 
since this was the right time, we were also looking for a new UI language. We thought that let's just get it started and think of it as a whole UI revamp altogether. And we build a, build a system after that. Like once we have that language and we build the whole system around that language, right? So the first thought was to basically look at the companies, like how do you want to be? Like what are the different things, right? This is more of a mood boarding exercise where this whole, like our whole team sat down and you know, like it's just copy pasting stuff. Like how do we envision those things? And I wrote about the design cycle of how, what are the critical pages? Uh, what are the, you know, like what do you call like the decision making pages and stuff like that? Where, where is, uh, where exactly the page layouts should look equally uh you know like and and ideally we were also looking for interface elements in the sense that at least these basic things should be right and in the qa cycle we don't have to go and think about okay if the button is right or not if the radio buttons are right or not like the basic elements should be there right so that's great that, bro. That's what like the project is really really deep and anyone who wants to read can check it up on medium right yeah yeah, yeah of course yeah of course. can you tell us something like, more about how the design team at kubol is okay sure so uh at that point of time we were four people yeah and uh, we had our head of design mayan kumar who was in us yeah um we had an india lead uh, uh called ankita ankita is like she is now UX leader at Salesforce, and there was this one of my colleague called uh, Girish. Uh, he was also a UX designer, and uh, then I was there. So we ideally have. So we were dealing as a company. We were dealing with uh, four personas: data scientist, data analyst, data engineer, and uh, data admins. So these four personas was ideally distributed on these four people. Right. That's how it is, right? And uh, I was ideally looking at the design system plus a couple of other projects, which uh, which were from data analysts and also helping out with Girish to you know build up the product for data engineering and stuff. Right. So who was your mentor during the, this project? Sorry. So who was your mentor during this project? I didn't get you. Yeah, Mayank was there, and Ankita was the major. Like they were the people who actually mentored me and most of the stuff nice so how's the feedback how does the back and forth go how does it start from a concept to like you mentioned in your case study right to how does the feedback work and lead to the final product okay cool so uh, the best part about working at Cubol was that uh, they used to give a lot of leverage to me to basically go and explore first like let's say there's this problem statement coming in uh, and uh, they would ask me to go and research on these things and ideally understand what exactly the thing might need, right? So we usually used to have these team meetings and also one-on-one -on -one every week. That is That has to be there. So this whole week, I was supposed to explore, like do stuff, uh, talk to the product managers uh, on my own first and then... Uh, once we have this one-on-ones and stuff, they kind of give me the direction. And this one-on-one yeah. -on -one is not just about a one-hour thing or something. In those one-on-one, -on -one, they would rigorously 
talk about that this is going wrong or this is going right you might need to take a different path altogether and that's how the feedback loop was all about right because since uh, the product itself was pretty complex like i would say some of the part of the products itself took me like around one year to understand like okay this is how it was like this is what it meant right and since you are into design also you might not have those concepts of data engineering data systems guy all together right so that's how the you know the feedback used to be and then on in general every time uh, ankita was already there or to mentor on each point of time when i'm already stuck ki okay this is something that is coming from the engineering point of view but this is also something that is coming from the product point of view right yeah so now how do you converge all of this and also uh, you being the advocate of the user how do you keep that first and then merge all of this right because that's the most important part also yeah. can you share a portfolio arnab and tell us more of how did you build it or what was your thought process while building it cool i kind of don't have a complete portfolio or anything um there's something which is light right now but uh, i usually tend to send people uh, different links or stuff like that like i just talk about uh, you know colors like what is the impact that i've made yeah. in those things right by sending out links and stuff right uh, these are the couple of things that i do uh, from last one year that i make those threads of how did we impacted on all those things uh that's how my portfolio right now I, i don't have anything as such that has a complete thing but i kind of have these you know uh documents that i've written yeah. when i do or when i work i kind of write them since the beginning uh from last one year i have taken this decision that whatever i'm doing just let's just have things written over there right yeah. so this was one of the project at cubol where we were doing a user engagement through emails as in uh the transactional emails which are like system generated and stuff so what i did was you know just just see what goes in the industry what is the loophole right now and what do we need to do as a matured you know a saas product as such so right now what was happening was that the open rates from the transactional email was just 0.02% like people used to just click once and coming to the product was just 0.02 even though we were sending a lot of emails at one point of time right ideally in in any saas average saas product there's around at least 2.2% of clicks yeah to turn to and the transaction email that's how it works right so i used to write the scope and uh, you know like what kind of things that we need uh, what kind of emails that we are going to impact now and how do we make a loop as in retention and all the stuff yeah so um, and then you know like the idea was to come out from that those templates where right now cubol was doing like okay just send it out as a normal email where the links were not highlighted or there was no certain cts that were highlighted at that point of time like as in it was just random or not even random it's just a text message where they we just used to tell you about the system and you need to search for the link in the whole paragraph that where you need to click so those things that we already identified and it was like okay we need some clear cts around it 
and what are the engagements that we can do, the copy that we wanted to write, uh, a new voice and tone that you're working on and all those things. So I used to write all of this, uh, like the measuring success and stuff. Um, this was like how I said, we need to have some kind of metrics going around since the first day of uh, when you're doing the design, right? So I used to sit with my product manager and he used to help me out with, okay, okay, what are the right things to look at when you're working on an email project overall? And what is the uh, like right measurements that or the metrics that you're looking for? The problem that you're solving. Now there are two kind of metrics that can happen, right? So this is how you, I used to write, right? And like, yeah. Uh, okay. So, cool. so now uh, what I did in this project was basically uh, also educate the rest of the company that what exactly is going outside, right? So first is was to understand what kind of categories that goes in a particular SaaS product or enterprise product or whatever, right? So and we, I basically took out these categories like activation emails, welcome onboarding messages. Then we had uh, activity notifications, report and dashboards. Like these are the uh, category of emails that is basically used by the industry right now, right? As in any SaaS product or any enterprise product to have engagement, to have retention and all those things, right? Like finish current task and slash almost done email or, you know, next steps that you need to do. So there's a lot of back and forth that was going over here. So these also had a category in itself where we categorized these, uh, you know, uh, emails into a subcategory again. So new right. user activity engagement, then in product activity engagement, then this was this whole thing when the user is not coming back, you actually send out an email, okay, we are missing you or something like that, right? So all those emails, how does this come up as a system, right? right. So uh, let's, so I created a basic flow chart where what, how does the ideal world would look like when, uh, you know, the, the user is coming in for the first time and there's a trial period going on. So at that point of time, how would it, how it would look like, right? So this was like, you know, you get an activation email and then you onboard him, explain him like, you know, these are the links that you can go through. These are a couple of, you know, tutorials that you can check to set up all of this. And, uh, you know, like after that, once you have run a couple of queries, now what do you can do? Uh, so all those retention stuff that can go. So let's say if, if the user has turned as a customer, Let's say we, he has done with the third 30 day trial period. Now, what are the other next steps that you can do? Other than that, if he doesn't come and if the user doesn't come and, you know, basically you need to go back and throw him an email to come back. And basically this is what you can do. All the stuff, basically educating them from the right point of time. The next point was since there was this huge system of transactional email, which was already built uh how does the what does the current state look like right now right so there were a couple of copies uh of emails that was going to the team as well as to the user so these were like a couple of emails that were already going so again categorizing them at one place uh what are the activity notifications that were that, that were going and all those things right uh now what are the loopholes where we can push in these categories let's say the milestone emails 
uh, after these days, like let's say execution of a command for the first time when you do, after that you commented on a query. Now there's this milestone that you have achieved, right? You have done all of this. You have used this this part of the system, and now you have sent another milestone email, uh, basically where you're cheering up the user. Okay, okay, you know what? You are actually exploring the product. Right. So out of which you know, like this is this is how I kind of portray the whole uh, system since to make them understand that what exactly the system looks like right now, and keeping this as a base how do we do or how do we go next about it so the next point was since we had you know like a, a solid design system that has come up then we thought like this is the right time to actually uh, you know talk about the product voice and tone across the board like from the marketing segment to how the internally how the product would talk and all those things right so i went ahead and so this is a club of two product projects one was picking up the voice and tone as well as the email yeah. right so in this basically we what i ideally i'll not get to through the whole thing but ideally the idea was to basically come up as a value or having a value proposition about what cubol does yeah. uh, and and how does our essays talk to uh, different people and all those things what we did we just understood what are the adjectives that we can pick up as a brand that is like how we have talked about it as helpful positive confident informative and experience right uh, and what are the guidelines that we can uh, use when we are talking about anything in the company it has to be simple it has to be human it has to be considered out contextual in sense and rest of it was just ui guidelines that we can use so once we were done with this as a basics uh we went ahead and just started making changes on uh the email that looked something like this like how a general email actually looks like right now to something you know uh more elaborative and what does uh email could look like like right? as in a welcome gesture to having concise uh you know uh, cta's at right point of time they, like the user just needs to go and click on it that's it that's the whole task over there but we also need to make sure that we are crisp enough to make him understand that what what are what exactly this email is all about right hey. so yeah so these were like couple of emails that got redesigned and all those things so i think that's the whole process of the whole product project in this case what are your top 3 learnings from and your entire experience at kubol okay so top 3 learnings are um, probably the first thing is to think a lot think in terms of flows think in terms of who is the like you are building the product behind the screen like the guy who is sitting behind the screen there's the right. human behind sitting over there right what exactly he needs like understand the core problem right that's that's the first thing then uh, you know it's very important to have quality in your product and the way you're conveying your messages to like mm-hmm. you are selling this to a product manager over there the stakeholders uh, sometimes you are the one who is taking a decision and actually pushing it to the engineering or a product guy make sure there's enough reasoning around why do you did this right? right because uh sometimes 
they might be thinking that okay this is what is the right way to go but when you put users up and how you are actually educating them right and then you make a decision make sure you have those backing with you to explain uh, this is the reason why why it is supposed to be done like that right so this is the second the third is uh, not sure i mean this these two itself has this own whole universe in it right that's true think, that's a lot in, that's a lot in itself as yeah. well what are some exactly. of the things you're excited about right now that's going on currently in the design industry all right so personally what i am interested in uh, right now is um, you know hardcore accessibility stuff like sometimes uh, accessibility in the sense where you build a product for completely let's say uh, people who are blind or with low vision right and how do you embed even like let's say you don't have to change your product altogether but in that product itself how do you make sure using the technology that your os is already giving to you or people who are uh you know like living their life on technology without even looking at the screen right like imagine this right this is something that right now and currently i'm invested in like i have been reading a lot of things for for me at that point of time since then since i'm a design system guy i kind of know about accessibility as the surface like where these things comes as uh, wcag guidelines and what is the right thing to use uh, do not use shapes and all those things like stuff like that but i am going beyond that probably cognitive you know like cognitive yeah what uh, these are some of the things that you're learning currently yes exactly what are more things that you're learning along with cognitive learning yeah so learning i think it's just mostly on the accessibility part i am giving a lot of time for myself to be there the second is probably looking out for a uh or building a product altogether like how i have this crazy uh you know ideas about building side projects and stuff so probably that's the next thing that i'm looking at what is the next big thing that i can build for the community or probably probably like how i did it for the design industry like creating this colors.com and all those things um that's the second thing that i'm looking at right now and apart from that uh research is one of the things that i'm uh, you know into like talking to the researchers and stuff key how exactly your process is probably not in that extent but i kind of revolve around them and just keep talking keep talking to keep talking about what what are the process that you can you know work upon and all those things so yeah nice man also yeah. what kind of stuff do you see yourself doing in the next within the next 5 years damn 5 <laughs> years okay uh, what is your vision for yourself for for the stuff that you're going to be doing in the next 5 years yeah i i always wanted to be an entrepreneur and probably down the line 5 years probably building a saas product and uh, i was totally invested on to understanding the saas industry altogether or probably a indie hacker or something like that uh let's see i mean down the line i'm pretty sure i will be you know running a saas product altogether because uh since i was doing from last one year i was invested on colors and at that point of time i have dipped into saas products altogether so 
in down the line five years for sure a SaaS product. That's it. That's awesome, bro. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who wants to get started in design right now? Okay, so a couple of them, like what I have seen is that some people try to, you know, open up or try to do fake projects and stuff like that, which is, which is kind of also shows, ki, okay, this is the process that it took and probably it might not be a real uh, world problem, but you are actually, you know, looking at, uh, to build your portfolio. Yeah. I feel that don't do it just for the sake of a portfolio, but I would rather uh, look at it as probably doing a side project or something where you did or you basically lived a whole life cycle of a product and that's life. That's what people are using. Probably if it is not you, if the people is if, if the people are not using or there's no response over there, maybe there's some things that you need to try differently, right? So I think rather than uh, doing or making a projects just for the sake of it, I would rather tell them if you're in college or something like that, invest on yourself, build products, right? There's, there's n number of tutorials out there to uh, how to code, how to market, um, you know, how to uh, probably, you know, market your things in community, all the yeah. stuff. That's all out there. Let's not let's not just comprise ourselves being designers to do UI stuff and get a job. Rather, sell yourself that I can look at the product and as an end-to-end goal, right? As in, imagine like I have been using multiple products to run one product, right? Let's say Mailchimp or you know, like I I also code so. Now I kind of have that engineering background also. Let's say in real world, if I go in my company, I can actually talk to the developer in terms of how exactly they look at the code. You have better conversation over there. Whereas uh, since you are also marketing your product, you also can go and understand from the marketing team like why exactly what, what's happening. So you have that same tone to talk about. You have better conversations when you actually do things by your own sell yourself as a product guy altogether, right? Not as, I'm not talking about as a product manager or something, but I'm talking in terms of designer research who look at things more broadly, more understanding how it is going out there, uh, your your end product, how is it going out there, right? So, so that you have this whole loop, which is like, uh, it's not just design, which is helping the company to grow. It's the different set of things a set of people, set of departments, which help a company to grow, right? So understand all of it by doing a side project so that you can bring a lot of other things in the, on the, on the table. So the best thing to go about it is doing a side project. It can be anything. Just even if you replicate it, you make a competitor out of it, just do it. There, there's no earning or anything because at that point of time, probably you would be you know, getting money out of, uh, from your parents and stuff. Just, just live that life of how uh, a product runs. Like, see how it goes to different people, how people talk about it, and uh, that would be a different rush altogether. I'm pretty sure. So, I think invest on yourself as on the side projects. That will give a broader knowledge to you for the rest of your life. That's great advice, man. <laughs>
Also, yeah. what yeah. advice would you wish you would have gotten when you were starting off? Hmm. Someone could have just told me that uh, there's always a not always a process, but there has to be something uh, that goes behind all of this, right? As in, yeah. still now, sometimes I get excited and you know sit at the board on the sketch or something like that. But then, you know, the maturity when that hits to you and you're like, get out of it, take out your pen and paper and think, think thoroughly, think every age cases because you doing an incomplete job doesn't make sense. It will be a chaos in the later stage of the product, but you really need to think a lot uh, even before you start anything. So probably this is something when I was doing things alone at pro for you I was an intern over there and like there was this whole uh, things were already there and I was just making things okay this has to be look good this is how it is supposed to be but you might also not know how the impacts are right and also advice that how you can think of it as design having metrics from day one right you also need to think ki what impact in terms of numbers that I can make also, right? Because at the end of the day, you need to understand, okay, how did this impact exactly? Did it make a change? How do you make a loop model around it, right? So I think these were the things which I got to know later. I've, I would have done it since the beginning. I would have given this knowledge. If I would have had this knowledge, I would have used it in the time of when I was at Bro for you, right? So probably these are the advices that someone would have given to me. <laughs> That's really great stuff, man. Actually, the one one reason why I started Colors was uh, the first time I'm meeting, uh, I met uh, Abhinav and he was like, just started. I was like, okay, let me just go back to home. And, and actually I started off with the side project. It did well. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice man. Awesome. You remember? Yeah, yeah, I do. We met at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks for inter being there for the interview. Can't wait for everyone else to listen to this. Yeah. Pleasure is over. <laughs> Great, bro. Thanks for listening to this episode and I hope you liked it. To check out other episodes and clips from the interview, subscribe to the whiteboard.fm YouTube channel. Feel free to share your favorite parts of the interview and don't forget to tag us. This podcast is a part of the 10K Designers Network. You can check out other projects on 10kdesigners.com.